0: welcome to be the ceo of your life and business podcast with your hosts laura katina and amy mara this podcast was created for business women in particular who are juggling pursuing their career family life and all of the things that come along with it we know that building a career running a business and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions. About what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I just realized that I think I wore the exact same outfit (laughs) when we were recording (laughs) this.
2: Whatever. I don't remember.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Who cares, Laura? I hope our audience can put this aside. I love today's topic. We've talked about it on several occasions now, but it is a recurring theme and it is so relevant in every season of life. And that is the topic of self-care. But we really want to focus on self-care strategies this week in the stressful seasons of your life. And I have to say as like a blanket statement. There are just some times that are just more stressful than others. Hindsight is a beautiful thing, right? And you could look back and be like, that nothing compares to what I'm dealing with now, right? Yep. Like right now I'm in the thick of it. And I always laugh, like this is about having kids and how I used to say like, I can't get enough sleep or I don't have enough time to myself. And then it's like, oh, have two kids. And then start <laughs> asking yourself that question. <laughs> the gift of the sleep and the time and the energy that you had once before is going to look so different once you add those kinds of factors into um, your life. So what Laura and I really want to talk about this week is again, how do we combat these really stressful seasons? And I'll say I have had such a stressful week and thank goodness for Laura Katina. It's been a week. (laughs) It's been a week. Like we both have had just had... Stuff happen within the past week to a week and a half that has just been like, ugh, it's had our head spin. And we also know the power of our self-care strategies and our routines can really carry us through these times because guess what? The spoiler alert is that these times are always going to be stressful. There are times that are always going to be more stressful than others. And it's really how you show up in those stressful seasons that will make or break, you know, the way that you can persevere. So we have a few tips that we want to go over with you today. I'm going to let Laura kick it off with the first tip and share the first strategy for combating stressful seasons.
2: Let me just start by saying that we both recognize that it's not easy. And there will be times like <laughs> the past couple days. And P.S., this scenario that Amy's been dealing with doesn't even directly involve me. And it's making me so angry and stressed. It's not even, it doesn't even to do with me. Right. And like yesterday, she was telling me something that happened. And after we hung up the phone yesterday, I literally had to take a minute. Mike was like, what is wrong with you? And I said, I am so angry about what this person is doing. I don't even know what to say. Like, it's not easy. You have to be super intentional about how you show up for yourself, even during these really stressful times. And if that means taking five minutes to sit back and like, you know, just take deep breaths and debrief Mm -hmm. for a second, then do that. But I always start, and I was talking on my Instagram stories this week about the power of a morning routine. And this has been something that has been a staple in my life for many years now. And yes, it does depend on the season you're in. Like when my kids were very little, my morning routine, if you could even call it that at that time, looked very different than it Mm -hmm. does now. But I have found that if I wake up and actually my morning routine starts the night before, right? So we talked a little bit, maybe a couple weeks ago about the power of habit. So my morning routine starts with my habits the night before I get my workout clothes out. I literally set them down on the counter in my bathroom. So they're sitting there waiting for me when I walk into the bathroom in the morning. Mm -hmm. So everything is ready for me. And when my alarm goes off, I'm out of bed. I get up, I go downstairs, I have my Energize, of course, my pre-workout, and I have certain things that I do before I even start my workout, which includes journaling, reading personal development, and then if I have time, I'll do a meditation or a visualization, and then I'll do my workout. But that morning routine sets me up for a positive day or a better start than I would have if I didn't have it. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happened the day before, you're starting anew. So you have a chance every morning to create a morning routine for yourself before the world is awake that will set you up for a positive day, right?
1: Yeah. And it's funny because Laura asked me before we started what it is that I might be tweaking right now with my morning routine. You know, Joseph's getting a little bit older. He's sleeping a little bit better through the night. So I'm getting better sleep at night. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was I'm giving myself the gift of not snoozing. And that's what I've done for my morning routine. You know, it can be really, really easy to snooze your phone when you have it next to you or your alarm when you have it next to you and you're waking up um, to it and you're like, oh, just nine more minutes, right? Just nine minutes. That doesn't make a difference. Until you do it unconsciously, like I've done in the past where I'm like, wow, that escalated 54 minutes later. I'm still in bed and I shouldn't be. Um, So one of the things that I've done, this is actually a twofer. I have taken my phone and I put it across the room because I do use it as my alarm. Good. Put it across (laughs) the room. So I have to get up out of bed. And... Oh gosh, Laura and I could list a thousand people that have recommended this tip, but the first ones that come to mind are Mel Robbins and Ed Milette that say like, get the phone out of your room. Like don't even use it, but I still use it as my alarm. And so I have it across the room. I have to get out of bed. I have to walk over to it and I have to turn off the alarm. And by that point I have passed my foot of my bed, which is where I keep all of my workout clothes so that I know like, okay, there's no sense in getting back into bed. I'm walking past them. And this also starts the night before now, because I have to plug my phone in and set my alarm up across the room. I can't sit the night before and scroll on my phone, right? Instead, the first, the only thing that's on my bedside table, besides a clock and some pictures are my books. I have a Bible and I have a book that I'm reading next to my bed. So when I get into bed, the only option I have because I've already plugged in my phone is to read whatever it is that's on my bedside table or go to bed. Like those are the two options. So I've removed the habit of being able to have my phone plugged in next to me and scroll. The reason that I say giving up the gift, uh, giving up snoozing as a gift to myself is because. It also sets up my morning where I'm getting up on time at the time that I've determined I should be getting up. I'm making a commitment to myself and actually keeping that commitment, which is so profound um, when you start really showing up for yourself in that way. And I'm also allowing for enough time that I'm done with my entire morning routine from soup to nuts before the kids wake up. And I have that beat to like breathe before the kids are awake and think and maybe start jotting down a to-do list in my phone or whatever for what I have to do for their work day. And then I get the kids up and I start you know, running the chaotic circus that it is. But that's a gift and that's self-care to be able to make a commitment to myself and follow
2: that commitment. It really is such a commitment to yourself and it can change Depending on what you have going on in your life, right? The point is, is that you should always have one, no matter what season you're in. Because for me, it carries me through every season. And I've had to change mine over the last eight weeks or so, seven weeks, because I'm training for a half marathon. So my workouts on some days are a lot longer than they would normally be. Like yesterday, I ran for an hour. Tomorrow morning, (laughs) I'll run for an hour. So I have to cut out on those days because, listen, we all have a limited amount of time, right? It's not like I have seven hours to get up, putz around, work out in the morning. Yeah. I have to be done by 6.30 because at 6.45, that's when I wake Chris and Kaylee up. Well, Kaylee's so independent. She gets, sets her own alarm. But Christopher, I have to drag him out of bed at 6.45. <laughs> and like you said, like, that's when the circus begins. So mm-hmm. by that time, I must be finished. So if I'm running for an hour, I can't read in the morning. So, but I make sure I still get my journaling done. I stretch and then I run for an hour. And so, you know, it's going to, to change depending on what you have going on, but I always make sure at some point in time, even if it's later in the day, and this takes us right into our next tip that I read personal development. This is something else that has carried me through many stressful seasons over the last, what, seven or eight years. And it's so important. You can be reading about business topics, personal topics, but whatever is relevant to you at that point in time, you know, incorporating even 10 minutes into your routine can be life changing. And there, I mean, there's just a million different options of what you could read.
1: I was going to. Come in here after you said that and drop a footnote and say that you can consume personal development too, not just read, like you can listen to an Audible or you can listen to a podcast. Totally recommend all of those things. But there's a power to be said about focusing for 10 minutes on the personal development that you are reading or consuming. Because I will tell you, I listen to podcasts now because I don't really have a commute to. All different places in like an office or the courthouse, all the time. I listen to a podcast while I'm like in the shower or getting myself ready, right? I'm doing other things. I'm not completely focused on the podcast, although the rewind button is like my best friend. If I have a floating thought, I'm like, rewind. I have to hear what (laughs) they just said. But what Laura's saying is like really carving out 10 minutes where if you're going to listen to 10 minutes worth of a podcast, sit somewhere where you can listen to that 10 minutes of that podcast, like sit somewhere where you are listening to 10 uninterrupted, undistracted minutes of an audible book, because you're going to dedicate that amount of time to that personal development tip that we have. And it is really important to give yourself the gift of consuming personal development that's relevant to your life, like being a lifelong learner. So we're just saying yes, you can do all of that. You can drive in the car and listen to podcasts. podcast. You can do all, but if you start to like incorporate that 10 minutes a day where it's completely uninterrupted and you're just focusing on
2: development, it's just life-changing, I think. And how many light bulb moments have you had while reading or listening to personal development? A million. <laughs>
1: Like really, how many podcast episode ideas have come out of like something that happened in the morning and Laura and I text each other before 6am and we're like, we have to talk about this. I mean, it's true. It's it's so many light bulb moments. I'm reading an incredible book right now and it's giving me some light bulb moments about the experience that I'm having with this really crummy situation that I have to deal with. And it's gave me a light bulb moment this morning and it just changed my framing and perspective for my day. And it all came out of my 10 minutes of personal
2: development. Do you mind sharing what it was? Is it yeah. the influence book?
1: It is the influence yeah. book. It's called influence is your superpower. Um, the author is Zoe chance. Mm-hmm. She's a professor at Yale yes. and she wrote this book. It's incredible. It talks about the power of influence. And the part that I'm up to is about finding the empathy in others In order to become more influential and be influenced by other people, she gave uh, this great hypothetical or this great uh, example of how she used this during the 2016 presidential election and how she actually reached out to people that were on the other side of the fence that she is obviously so she's reaching out to trump supporters and she's saying you know i want to hear more about your reason for why you are supporting this particular candidate and now she's not of that political leaning but she wanted to reach across the fence to really see if she can tap into and work on the skill of empathy and it was incredible how she explained it that she was able to really understand people's emotions and understand where they're coming from and my favorite line of that was are you trying to listen to other people in order to win an argument and question the accuracy of the claims that they are making or the reasoning for their positions? If you're trying to challenge somebody, then that means that you're just trying to like win in the argument. But when you are listening for the reasons why they are making the statements that they are, it's because you're listening for the empathy that you can actually exhibit. And I loved that expression because In our profession, like everything is adversarial nowadays. It Mm -hmm. feels so overwhelmingly adversarial. And it's just interesting to see that empathy can be used as a skill in negotiations
2: and in dealing with difficult situations like we've been dealing with. I love that. You know, I'm re- of course, I'm reading the same book. Mm-hmm. I'm not up to that part yet, probably because I've been reading a little bit less uh, because right. of my <clears throat> running schedule, but it's such a good book. But there are, like you had this morning, so many lessons that you can take away from reading personal development. So yep. that is one tip that we always talk about because it's something that we personally implemented in our own routines many years ago, and we've seen great results from it. And our last tip is something that's hard for a lot of people, me, not so much because I love sleep. (laughs) So (laughs) focus on sleep. It's something that a lot of times we'll put last because we're so busy, so much going on. Now this too, like everything else depends on the season you're in. When my kids were little and I had three kids with under the age of three, my sleep was not as good as it is now. So I wasn't able to sleep the at least seven hours a night that I get now. Um, But I learned through that experience how much sleep my body needs. And when I don't sleep enough, I don't feel well. And I can't show up for myself or anybody else the way that I need to. So that is my, my last tip is make sure you do what you have to do to get enough sleep. So, but Amy, you're still in that season where Joseph is younger. So this will look a little bit different for you.
1: It is. And I'm still so sensitive to like every noise that comes over the monitor, (laughs) every noise that I hear. If Olivia gets out of bed, like I hear all of that. Joey, on the other hand, (laughs) not so much. Like we could have a Mack truck come through our house and Uh he's probably still asleep. No, but really we, we've been dealing with it and it's very few and far between (laughs) knock on wood, but it's really tough. And I would hear this and I would scoff at it. And I am sure there are plenty of you that are listening to this that are like, I can't get sleep for the life of me. And I get it. I'm there. I was just there mm, about like four weeks ago where Joseph was up. Every few hours, still, and we were like, "Oh, it's so hard." So, I agree, though. Sleep is so restorative. It's where your brain gets a complete like wash over, and it gets completely rejuvenated. There's so much study, study, so many studies happening right now about sleep. There's incredible literature about it. If you need that reinforcement of how powerful sleep is, but like, it's again something that you can take baby steps into if you can't sleep seven hours a night and you're only getting like five right now, try to set your bedtime routine for 10 minutes earlier, or try and give yourself 10 more minutes in the morning, adjust where you have to, just so that you can start to really like sanctify that window of sleep that you can actually get.
2: And if you have trouble falling asleep, create an evening routine for yourself, Mm. like a wind down routine. For yeah. me, I, my mom laughs at me, my whole fit because I don't need that. Like I literally get in bed and I'm sleeping. Like yep. my <laughs> kids will be talking to me and I'm sleeping. I fall asleep very quickly. You know, I, I don't wake up very often during the night and I'm lucky that way. Yeah. Um, but I keep hearing people these days talk about, and I have implemented this for myself for other reasons, but an evening routine. Create a routine that helps you wind down because if you're in the thick of raising kids and working like we are, like you are literally in chaos until you close your eyes. Yeah. Until you close your eyes. You're just going, going, going until I don't sit down until I get in bed. Yeah. Um, And I know Amy has, you know, the same situation. So create a routine for yourself at night that's going to help you like wind down from the chaos of your day. And even if you get 10 minutes more sleep, just get as much as you can because your brain will function better and you will feel better. So if you combine that with a morning routine, stop hitting snooze in the morning, put mm-hmm. your phone up. I use my phone as my alarm too and my Apple watch, but don't keep your phone next to your bed. If you use it as your alarm, do what Amy does, put it across the room add some reading to your life, personal development, and focus on sleep. And if you follow those tips, we think that they'll be helpful for you. At least they've been helpful for us. So we hope that uh, by us sharing these tips with you today, you can incorporate them and start changing your life for the better. So we thank you for spending time with us today, and we'll talk to you on the next episode.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.